And this is one of the, the itches that this game scratches that I didn't really know that I needed until I started playing it. But it's, it's that idea of positioning where you need to think about exactly how you're going to line up your ships and and how you can can leverage them to your advantage. Welcome to Three Men in a War Game. I'm Paul, and I... Red Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't exact. wasn't at all the angle I thought we were going to roll. Uh, this is Kevin, and uh, I guess I'm glad I'm I'm not a servant in Downton Abbey. Um, Potter and the last British television show I watched was Doctor Who, so not very melodramatic. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> like, and now that, now, that our, now that our audience is thoroughly confused, this is Kevin, Chris, and Paul, Three Men in a War Game, also Three Idiots on a Podcast. We are... We have uh, a hard time with the word melodrama. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so today we are going to be continuing our uh, Aftermath series, uh, which will be a series of some length where we talk about games that we're excited to play after COVID uh, because we are uh, currently all uh, fully or partially vaccinated and our friends are becoming vaccinated and we realize that the light at the end of the tunnel is in sight. So we want to talk about the games we are most excited to get back on the table. And tonight, Paul is in the hot seat and Paul will be defending or talking about or hyping Star Wars Armada. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars Armada. I tried to trick you guys. You thought I was going to say Legion. Wrong. (laughs) We're going to talk about Armada tonight. And Paul, you are hyped. I am hyped about this game. And I'm just as shocked as you and everybody else at how quickly uh, I got ridiculously hyped about this game. I went back and looked. It was you quick. sent 20 some odd texts this weekend about Armada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, even when you guys weren't like responding, I was still texting about That's what it I'm saying. I was like, damn, Paul is, Paul is juiced. Wall of Armada text one morning. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not responding. This is too much. Stoked about Armada. So, yep. g- given that, and also given that this game has like, uh, you know, all the Star Wars games have traded over to, to uh, Atomic Mass and mm-hmm. Armada has been kind of in a lull, si- you know, it was in a lull for a while up until the Clone Wars stuff got released. So why don't you give us a quick elevator pitch, break it down. Tell us what is Armada? If you were, if you had a 10 minute elevator ride. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> oh, Sherry Berry's still retired. Um, <laughs> that poor lady. So, <laughs> Side note, I once saw a t-shirt that said, Sherry Berry lifts me up, and it's the funniest freaking thing I've ever oh, seen. Oh, I want that anyway. shirt. <laughs> so anyway, so Armada on, on this 10-minute elevator ride, the, the, the easiest way to actually pitch this game is that if you took all those big-ass ships that you see in Star Wars films, this is your chance to fly them. Star Destroyers, 
now we can even say superstar destroyers you know all the like if you if you look at return of the jedi and you say man they should make a game about this that's what it is i mean and well, that's and, pretty cool yeah but, but how right like uh walk me through like um just some of the like core mechanics of the game what like what what makes this game tick the the core of this game is it's it's essentially a naval game uh with a space based you know skin over it right so it's 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 very much about being able to position your ships while taking advantage of your ship's strengths right um, so, and, and this is one of the, the itches that this game scratches that I didn't really know that I needed until I started playing it. But it's it's that idea of positioning where you need to think about exactly how you're going to line up your ships and and how you can can leverage them to your advantage. And that's really where the game shines because it's really easy to play. The core mechanics are super simple. You know, you have your movement tool, you have how fast the ships are going, and you can kind of decide how it's going to turn. Um, but really to think about, it, you know, not quite as much as X-Wing where you're trying to outthink your opponent's positioning, but you have to take into account where your opponent might end up. Um, so there's there's a lot of that, and then there's a lot of... Very interesting ways that with the different firing arcs and the different hull shapes, um, how that plays into the game, like Star Destroyers, they have a very wide front hull. So their 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 front is very powerful and has a wide arc of fire. And if you're in it, you're in some shit. But if you can get around that arc of fire, you can do some damage to that Star Destroyer and start taking it out. So, so positioning, like really... Leveraging that position is the is the key to the game, right? Um, the other interesting thing about it that I really like is that depending on the size of the ship, you might be making decisions for that ship three or four turns out. I was gonna add, I was gonna like throw you a, I was gonna throw a softball question about like the fact that you have to really plan for the big ships. Yeah. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about how that works? So basically what it is, is each ship has a command uh, value on their card, uh, anywhere from one to four. And with that, basically, so at the beginning of the game, you're setting that many dials and then you're stacking them on top of each other in the order that they're going to be. And you reveal one of those each turn. So the idea is that, you know, a bigger ship, it's going to take longer for the captain to get orders to where they need to be to carry everything out. So you can't react quite as quickly. So you have to think four turns ahead. You have to think like, okay, well, turn one, this is what I want to have happen. Turn two, this is what I want. Turn three, turn four. Whereas your smaller ships can be much more reactive because you might only be thinking for that exact turn. So um, the catch... The, the, go, ahead, go ahead, Chris. No, no, keep going because you may answer my question. So keep going. Okay. So, and one of the things that they built into the game is a way to say, oh... You made a bad decision or you had to adapt and whatever command you had chosen isn't going to be useful for you now. They do it. You can, instead of using the dial, you can take a token and basically save it for later, but it's not going to be as powerful. So you're not screwed for picking the wrong one or being in a situation where you now can't use it, but it might just not be as good when you do use it. 
Yeah, yeah. You, so you're not completely screwed, which is important. Yeah, you definitely answered my question because <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. It was like, you know, is there any kind of mechanic built in to be kind of a, a safety net to, you know, to use the term? But, you know, just in case if you do, you know, your plan, but, you know, your opponent obviously goes – goes in between your turns, I'm assuming. So, you know, they may do something that may completely change your plan. So I was like, is there anything there? So obviously, yes, there is. Yes. And and the other thing too is that it's not your your entire turn isn't based on your command dial decision. Really those command dials are more like an enhancement to what you're doing. Right. So so regardless of what command you use, you still get to fire and you still get to move. Gotcha. Right? But if you if you have a command dial that allows you to intensify your firepower you know then you can do that but if you're like oh crap i uh don't need that now i killed everything that i wanted to kill so i'm not going to uh use that you can take that token and then use it later on so cool and now yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, it's great as a sidebar i'm really excited because now you understand like why i get so excited about like oak and iron and i'm like yeah. boats <laughs> yeah yeah it's like for, that- for real boats it's, yeah. it's true. It's, uh, it's um, so cool. The like big position matters. Oh yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's just such a fascinating thing. And like making sure you're on the right arc. Right. Cause like some ships have like a better bow or stern battery, right. Mm-hmm. Then they might port or aft. So like, it's just really cool to like, think about like where your ships are going to end up in Armada's way of executing that and, and way of making you think really in depth uh, ahead of time is fascinating. Well, and, that, and that's just it, right? Because one of the reasons why positioning is so important is that you can fire from two hulls on the same turn, mm-hmm. but you can't fire from the same hull twice. Right. So if you can position yourself where you get that sweet angle, you know, where if you're like, you know, if you're a Star Destroyer and you can get that front angle on the same ship and be able to get one of your side angles into the same hull on the opposing ship, you're just going to obliterate something. Or if you're at, or if you're the rebels, because most of the Mon Cal ships, they're they're left in you know they're yeah port uh, and starboard yeah port and stern their left and right are super powerful. So if you can drive that you know right between a couple of uh, you know star destroyers and start hitting them on the side, that's the way you want to do it. So you're taking advantage of you know what your ships can do, and that's and that's where that game like starting to really understand that um is really what made me fall in love with the game is just being able to look at the angles and the positioning because here's the thing too when you look at a game of armada it just looks like a clusterfuck on the table <laughs> yeah that, i mean that, that is the the only way to describe it is that it looks like a complete and total clusterfuck on the table i sent a picture of one of my armada game the other day to a to, uh, fan of the show bob fletcher and <laughs> I said, yeah, here's here's the game mid-action. He goes, are you sure that's not just like all your ships just put out on the table <laughs> randomly? I mean, when I think you sent the picture to us over the weekend, I think my exact response was, well, that's a cluster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, I mean, so so it's kind of interesting that way. Um, but it's but you end up with all of that that thinking and and those the angling and, and all of that. But yeah, I mean, it like it's not it's not one of those games where you're going to look at it and be like, wow, that's like immediately understandable. And I understand what's going on where you're just like, uh, there's just a bunch of stuff kind of right there. Sure. Yeah. So it, do- it, it doesn't quite have that visual elegance of, you know, infinity or uh, 
But that's fine. If, if it has the if it has the tactical depth, that's what matters. Right. Exactly. That's what matters. And I mean, it's Star Wars, so let's not let's not go wrong there. Because right. not only do you have all the capital ships, but you also have squadrons. But, but, but let's 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 talk about the next question because I think you're starting to answer the next question. Oh, so, okay. Go ahead. What is the main appeal that Armada holds for you? It's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I, I kind of I kind of understood that to be a three word answer, like as I was asking it. But I, I think we can get into that with some follow ups. So 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 here's the thing. And and I think uh, part of this is actually Potter speaking through me. Um, but it's because Uh-oh. what you're using is just the most iconic part of Star Wars. Right. The big ass ships, the Star Destroyers, the Carillion Corvettes, the Millennium Falcons, the VCX-100s, TIE Fighters, X-Wings, B-Wings, A-Wings. All of that is there. Yep. Right. It's the only game where you have all of that. Mm-hmm. But and, not, it is not just that because it's also the iconic characters. Yes. Right. Exactly. And they're, you know, Luke Skywalker, Biggs, all, all, of, those, all of that is there. Right. At every level, right? Because because Luke, because like like you said, Luke and Biggs they exist as squadron pilots. Yeah, but like yeah, and um, you can have Le- you know Leia can be a admiral or she can be a officer on a ship. Yeah, and, like you got Tarkin, you've got Vader. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? I think you've got uh, Piet uh, as well too for the end. Thrawn. So, Thrawn, Thrawn, yeah, Thrawn. I mean, and, and the cool thing about his it's it, it's his. Starter story, so you've got the undercarriage painted with the Camara. Like they've gone into some insane detail with these to make it, you know, appeal to true. I mean, any Star Wars fan. And and the other thing too is that it, the theme is there, right? So and and when you when you're when you're looking and thinking about these ships, and you're looking at, I guess I didn't talk about this in the elevator pitch stuff. Um, you know, you have upgrades that just make everything even more flavorful. So to give you an idea of, of what's probably uh, one of my favorite interactions that you can put together is that the, the ships from Rogue One, mm-hmm. um, you can have a ship drop out of hyperspace <laughs> uh, and, and come onto the table just like they did in Rogue One. How fun. You can also have the, the Profundity, which is, you know, Admiral Radis's ship. In the middle of the game, it can it can drop out a, a smaller ship, just like it launches the Carillion Corvette in uh, in Rogue One. So the theme is there, um, you know. So all of and and at one point they even introduced boarding parties, which is even cooler. All aspects of that naval warfare is there, but it's in space and it's Star Wars. So cool. So, um, so Potter said something, and I want to I want to hold on to this and bring this because it is part of the appeal of the game. So he said. It would appeal to any Star Wars fan. And I want to spin this into a specific question because there's a there's a reason that this can especially appeal to any Star Wars fan. And that has to do with the way that this game is released and the way that you actually like interact with the product. Paul, can you talk a little bit about the accessibility of Star Wars Armada? I'll address that a couple ways. You don't need a whole lot to play, right? So realistically, if you were like... Pokemoning it, and you picked up like one of each ship for your preferred faction, you'd be good to go. Yep. Right. So, so you don't need a whole lot. So you're not going to have like, oh, look, I have, you know, sixty five large ships. Right. So you don't need a whole lot of them. The 
the capital ships are all pre-painted. Big deal. Pre-painted, pre-assembled. Yep. So there's no overhead there as far as hobbying it. The squadrons, they are not pre-painted, but you could. Like, and it would be real easy to, you know, just put a primer on it, put a color, edge highlight, and then, you know, almost be done at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody's going to be like, oh, man, your squadron's ain't part painted. You're a loser. Nobody cares. Like, it's more likely to be like, oh, shit, you painted your squadrons? Awesome. Yeah, exactly. And and even from there, it's it's pretty easy to get into the game, especially with the, the Clone Wars stuff, because the, the starters for... Uh, the Galactic Republic, and for the Separatists, you get everything and the medium and the two small ships for that full that for that faction itself, which was a great move on their part when mm-hmm. doing the second batch. Uh, because the original Civil War starter uh, has one smaller Star Destroyer and two small ships for the for the Rebels, so it was it's a little bit harder because then you have to get into splitting if you don't want both of them mm-hmm. uh, so this so especially right now if you're interested in in the clone war side of things uh it's it's real easy to buy into and you'd also like at this point you'd be you know easy to stay up with what comes out because the releases aren't super frequent either right like we were november i think just before christmas when the the yep yeah clone wars so. wave started mm-hmm. and the next batch is coming out april so it's not like so there's not a whole lot of crap you need. There's not a whole lot, not a bombardment. And I mean, and, for, and when and and the thing is too, when you look at Armada, sometimes you're like, man, I'm spending, you know, the starter is a hundred bucks, and I'm only getting three ships. And then you open it up, and there's a stack of cards and all kinds of tokens. And so there's actually a surprisingly large amount of stuff. Right, um, dice, tokens, squadrons. Yeah, cust- yeah, custom dice, some squadrons, the maneuver tool, which is amazing, and could probably spend an hour talking about how awesome that maneuver tool is. Yep. And how just even just learning to use that and where your ships might end up is uh, and how is it, fascinating. How it like rec- sort of represents movement in zero g, or like a ship movement sort of. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and momentum so too, right? How momentum carries through that tool. It's fascinating. Yeah, and how and yeah, exactly <laughs> because if you. You might look at a card and be like, oh, that that's not very fast. But then you start clicking your yaw on that movement tool. And, and you're like, whoa. Like, yep. like, whoa. Yeah. I'm, it's like that's a that's a lot. It's a lot bigger bank than I thought it was. You know, so it's 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 very interesting that way. And, and I swear to God, one of these days I will play a game and I will not bump into one of my own ships. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot to learn with the maneuverability. It really does. Yeah, yeah, and because this, especially this this last time I played, I used a large ship probably for the first time and ever. It takes up a lot of space, so even when it moves, uh, it doesn't feel like it goes anywhere near as far as the other ones. So it's so it's it's really interesting when you start learning that and and having you know asteroid fields on the on the table and, and everything like that. It's uh, it's I mean it's it's just consuming my brain at the moment, and part of it is because there's like no hobby time needed so cool like it's it's freaking star wars there's no hobby time needed and like there's a it's a huge part of the appeal Uh, potter do you have any more main appeal questions not i don't think uh appeal questions no i I don't think so i think yeah we got that we got that pre-will cover i think i mean it's star wars right it's star wars all right i know i i i and i and i know we might end up be be going long for this but just one second. I one thing I've discovered, and I think this is true with all fantasy flight games, but storage is super important. Mm. 
And I found that like my initial, oh, I just have everything, you know, in a pile and I can just pick out what I need became originally was super cumbersome to just being able to play the game. Yep. One of the things that I started doing is keeping as much of the ship's stuff that it needs to play in a single bag and just labeling it for that ship. Right. So in the bag, I have the card that goes on the base. I have the card for, you know, that you use to get all your information for playing off of. I have all their defense tokens on there as well as the uh, the stand. I have the stand in there. So basically the only thing that I need, you know, other like once I pull out that bag, then all I need to do is find the actual base and it's good to go. Cool. So I, that's that's a recommendation I have for everybody that that's that's really worked for me. And because before, one of the reasons why I don't think I ever really pushed this game was because it felt like a hassle to set everything up. Gotcha. Um, so so storage is important. Oh, and the other thing that I did was actually I I put all of my squadrons in foam uh, because I tried a bunch of different ways of of having those, and it always came down to me being like, "Oh, now I got to put this together." And blah, blah. whereas now I'm just like, "Oh, there's the Millennium Falcon," and just pull it out, and it's done. So, uh, storage super helpful in getting that game up and running and feeling like it's easy to play. All right, good deal. Now, Paul, do you have a community uh, in your area or are you planning on building one? And if the second, what are you going to do? What do you think you'll do in terms of community building? Um, so this is like a multi-part answer because I've, I've been fortunate enough to, um, you know, have a friend who has a space for gaming that we've been able to successfully socially distance game throughout the last half of quarantine. Mm hmm. So the thing is, that's probably going to continue even once quarantine's over because it's that enjoyable just taking a Saturday and going to a friend's house and playing a bunch of games. And so that's where we're playing Armada now. So I have that community built in, right? So I know that like I can get a game with Bob or Adam or if Chris ever shows up, um, hey. you know, we could play Armada with him as well. In the in the grander scheme, um, there is like, kind of a sleeping community of armada that was kind of waking back up with the excitement of clone wars and then obviously uh the pandemic hit so i don't know how much of that's going to get moving again but i'm not taking charge of any of that like i'm 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 not like if they have a game night i'll try and be there and and play with people so there's there is a community and I have seen more discussion lately on the Facebook groups about it. So I think it might be active once things open up and uh, I'm, I'm definitely willing to be uh, a member of that community and play with them, but also have the really fun casual stuff uh, over at Bob's because we're actually trying to figure out how to uh, do a campaign involving X-Wing, Armada and Legion. So that's... Uh, Super fun for that. The hype is real for that. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, I mean, you know, I, I think as as long as you have your core space, that's all that matters, right? Especially yep. if you're having fun over there, and then anything else is just icing. Yeah, yeah. exactly, and that that's just it. Is that the and the nice thing about the the core space is that it's it's actually fairly uh, low key, so there isn't a whole lot of oh, I gotta have this exact build or everything's gonna lose. You know, right, it's, right. It's, it's more or less like playing to have fun. 
Yeah, exactly. It's more like, oh, uh, let's see what happens if I just do an all Rogue One list. Right. Which is, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's it's great. I think outside of, you know, uh, playing at a friend's house, I think our area, I think most of the gaming shops in our area pretty much have a dedicated Star Wars night to play any Star Wars game. Right. Yeah. And usually it's a lot of X-Wing. Right. I guess a little more Legion in the past, you know, year or so. Depending on the store you go to, but yeah. Yeah, and I'm kind of hoping Armada will be uh, reinvigorated with the introduction of Clone Wars. Those ships are nice. They're super nice. All right, so uh, going back to fundamentals here. Um, If -hmm. a person wanted to jump in, we talked about this a little bit, so you probably don't have to spend too much time here. But um, if a person wanted to jump into the game and start start playing Armada post-COVID, what would you recommend them getting to start up a post-COVID group? Uh, the post COVID group. Uh, well, I mean, there's two different, uh, there's two different ways to do it. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to get into because you get everything you need to play, uh, out of your hundred dollar box. Mm-hmm. Um, Clone Wars stuff is going to be a little bit more convenient because everything's dedicated to the one faction. Uh, whereas if you get the civil war one, you might want to, uh, you know, trade with somebody. Um, but if you're looking to start a community, the Civil War one might also be the, your better option because uh, who doesn't want to play with a Star Destroyer? So so set the person you're showing the game up with the Star Destroyer and you take those two little puny rebel ships and let them blow you out of the sky. And once somebody starts handling a Star Destroyer in space like that, they're going to want to play the game. Yeah, right. they will. <laughs> it's what got me in. The, the other thing about the the Star Destroyers in the game, um, you know, I, I have the whole Rebel collection, but none of the ships are anywhere near as intimidating looking or have the presence on the table of a Star Destroyer. No, especially like especially when you get a fleet of the, yeah. su- the, the, the big Star Destroyers and then like the small guys, you know, run an escort for them. It's a sight to behold. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 intimidating. It really is. It 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 just goes to show how that triangular shape, you know, is is naturally intimidating because you put them onto that table and it's scary. And I was watching a bat rap the other day where it was the rebel ship, the Liberty, uh, from from Return of the Jedi, which I feel like is a huge ship, you know, because so much of the Mon Cal stuff is narrow and and rounded, um, but the Liberty's a bit bigger. It's meant to be kind of kind of like a Star Destroyer on the Rebel side. Um, but I was watching a Bat Rep where it was going up against two Star Destroyers, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so tiny. The poor thing, it's going to get destroyed. Um, so so once you see somebody, once somebody gets to see those Star Destroyers on the table, I mean, it's just visually impressive. And then you, they start, and, and the nice thing about putting somebody in charge of the, in charge of a, a Star Destroyer like that is point and click, like, Point the front of the hull where you want to shoot and, <laughs> and go. shoot the shit out of it and just shoot <laughs> the crap out of it, right? Yeah, you're not you're not moving a lot with those things. Yeah, so it's so it's so that's like a real easy way to demo the game is just be like, hey, look, here's this. You know, you give them that and you be like, here's this star destroyer. You're you know you're gonna go against my medical frigate and my uh, Tantive four. You know, let them blow you up. You know, in your demo, like don't don't if you're demoing it, don't win the demo, right? And, and I mean, once they do that and then you're like, yeah, and that's the small Star Destroyer 
Then you'll have them really hooked. <laughs> wait till you see the big boys. Yeah, wait until you see that the bigger one, and then you pull the large one out of it, and then and then from there you just start talking about the super story. Yeah, they're like, now wait till you that. see wait till you see this thing. Yeah, yeah, or wait until those rebel player pulls out a Starhawk, or you know whatever. I mean, that's the that's the way to do it. I, I really think that's I think that that might be your best bet for for having something easy to demo is putting somebody letting them play with that star destroyer. Very cool. All right, awesome. Um, and then our, our closing question um, for mm-hmm. interview series here: Do you see Armada being one of your top three minis games coming out of COVID? Oh, it's very very possible. Um, at at the very at the very least, I think it's going to be. When, when we sit down for a monthly game day at Bob's and I'm looking and going, what do we want to play? Uh, I think I'm most often going to suggest Armada because, yeah, I really enjoy Legion, but I think Armada's becoming my favorite Star Wars game. Sacrilege. I've been saying it forever. Like, forever I've been saying it. Fully on, I'm, I'm on board with you because Legion always, I yeah. There's, there's there's something missing for Legion for me, and I've never quite been able to figure out what it is. But this, I, and, and like I said, I think it's just because everything's there. Your characters are there. Your giant ships are there. Your your squadrons are there. So everything just, just feels like it's coming together. And, and, you know, one of my favorite Star Wars things ever is, you know, the end of Return of the Jedi. And I feel like that's always what it is. Oh, that and the beginning of, revenge of the sith which is just amazing and and that's you know that's that's what this game is it's that type of stuff um so at least at that it's going to be a, my top recommendation as we as we play there um i don't know as far as once we open up i guess it depends on what the community is like or how often i can convince potter he wants to try it but yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm definitely into it. I'm definitely into looking for for ways to play. Um, if there's events, I, I think I'd give it a go. I don't think I would expect to do well or to really be like, oh, I got to get in on this and, and do my best. But I think it'd be fun to play in events. I really do. Cool. I mean, cool. Just, I mean, even if it's not in your top three, the fact that you'd want to play an organized play says a ton about the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just fascinating. And, and I mean, like, here's my thing. Um, with the game, I, and I even feel this way with Legion and, and X-Wing as well, I'm, I'm not necessarily into, oh, I got to design the most efficient list possible. Like, um, you're never going to see me fly, like, five medical frigates, frigates in a Pelta. Like, I, 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 just, I just don't want to play it that way. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just going to be like, here's my Rogue One theme list. Here's my Return of the Jedi theme list. Right. You know, like, it's, it's going to be like that type of stuff. Um, you know, and that's that's how I want to play it a little more on the fluffy side, but it makes me happy. And, you know, I'm just yeah, you're, I'll, you're, I'll get wrecked by somebody who's min maxing, but that's fine. Yeah, you're care. you're completely happy to run in with your rule of two list like I did with in Legion and, and be just very happy of running that completely forever if you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. To be like, oh, I'm just going to run a bunch of Mon Cal ships. You know, it's just going to be home one and, you know, an MC 30 and uh, hope for the best. And I mean, and. Uh, and we didn't even talk about this, but list building is, you know, just like the game, it's real easy to learn, but it's real deep once you yep. start thinking about it. Um, I think I think this weekend when I got to play, I probably for the first time I put together a list where I'm like, oh, I understand what this is intending to do. And I was able to do it. So it's it's really, really awesome. Um, 
just there's there's just so much you can do and and even just finding the right balance of well how many how many upgrades do I want to put on ships am I putting two eggs in you know my basket or is it worth it to drop a few of these and maybe get another squadron or 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 another ship or something so there's just so much you can do with it it's it's great and the fact that two factions are very well flushed out um, yeah yeah that's a big selling point yeah, it's it's really it's really cool that the rebels and imperials are pretty well fleshed out, and you know we'll probably get few and far between releases at this point. Yeah, um, I mean, I really only see them getting stuff as you know Disney puts out newer things. Like I know, um, I mean, I think what right before COVID hit, I think Imps and Rebs got one new ship each. And yeah, it, that it, was the Star, the Starhawk and the Onager. Right, yeah, which I can't remember which uh, canon the Onager was from. Um, but Because I know it's not even from the main movies. But, I mean, as, as they put stuff out, like, you know, with, if they come out with another cartoon show, like, I'm sure when Bad Batch goes live later on this year, we'll get some Clone War ships out of that if there's anything unique in that yep. that's, that's a fleet ship. Um, obviously yeah. X-Wing will definitely get something from it if it's a you know smaller ship, but you know, if there's unique fleet ships, you know, we'll get it. Cause I think one of the new things coming out for that I really liked um for Clone Wars is I think they're getting the the little medical cruiser that you see in like one of the first two episodes of Clone Wars. Well, and that's just it, right? Like they I mean they had a whole wave of one whole wave of releases that was just uh stuff from uh Rebels. Right. Yeah. You know, like like you got home one and you got the Chimera. So, you know, they're, they're not uh, ignoring those properties. So, definitely it, not. so it's definitely possible that, that, you know, the Imperials and the Rebels will expand. Uh, but overall, I mean, they're, they're, a, they're a mature faction and it's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if they expand, it'll be very slowly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 and if you're jumping in now and you're jumping in with the Republic or the Separatists, you're in a good spot because they only have the starters out right now, a starter and a uh, squadron box. So, I mean, realistically, you spend the 125 on that and uh, you're caught up currently. Right. So, but yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's my final thoughts on all of this. <laughs> Armada's awesome. All right. <laughs> that's, those are good closing thoughts, closing qu- thoughts. I don't have any closing questions. I think I just, I need to, you know, one of the things I want to do is just try and get someone to play with some of my old ships um, and just like get a game in to get reinvigorated and then probably sink into some uh, Separatist, but we'll see how it goes. Between your love of Star Wars and your love of the Age of Sail, uh, this game's right up your alley. Yeah. Because I, and, and, and another one last tangent before we go, you know, one of the things that was, I, I keep having this discussion with, with Bob and that's. You know, he's like, I feel like everything's right on top of each other. And, you know, with the ranges that they should have, they should be, you know, further apart and not clumping up as a clusterfuck in the middle. And, I, and I'm like, you're right. Like, so much of Star Wars is based on World War II. Why is this? And then I went back and watched Revenge of the Sith. And I realized that in, in that movie, the ships were all right on top of each yeah, other. And and if you if you think about that, that means that George Lucas wasn't necessarily thinking World War II when he was designing that battle. He was thinking Age of Sail. Yep. Right? right. So where where you're broadsiding each other and coming right up on each other and just unleashing into the other ship. Yep. So so I feel like your love of Age of Sail and your love of Star Wars 
Uh, this is like pretty close to perfect for you, other than don't look back. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, like a thematic hundred percent. Yeah. Hit. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so. I just I just need to give the game another chance, right? Like I need to play it. I need, and I also like. I can't even remember the last time I played, right? It was like right when it came out and it might've been, you know, with a family member that didn't care that much. <laughs> so right. I could have like sullied my opinion of the game. So I really just need to play it again. Yeah, man. You just, you just need to, to drive that star destroyer. It'll change your mind. All right. All right. That's fair. Get, getting me a little bit hyped, I think is, is awesome. <laughs> Cause I like, this is a game that I really want to play. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I think I think if you sit down with the right person, you know, a medium in like two small ships for whatever faction of choice, I think I think you'll instantly be hooked. Yeah, and I have a ton. Like I have a ton of ships. So yeah, yeah. So just because yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, you just, know, it was the Star Wars in me, right? I wasn't like buying to play. I was like, I need all these little things. Well, yeah, that's what that's that's why I have quite a rebel collection. And now I'm like, all right, well, it's time to start getting the imp stuff. All right. Um, hey, stay out of my yeah, territory. So, <laughs> no um all right so uh let's thank our patrons thank you to all of our patrons who keep supporting us through thick and thin thanks to static as a city for the music at the top and bottom of the show and come to our discord because our discord is awesome um and follow us on our what has currently been a quiet social media but we're on twitter instagram and facebook uh there will be a good bit more on there uh so yeah, so thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Bye. I've played games where I've been so bad that we played the top half of turn one and I played so badly that I'm like, all right, let's re-rack. But, you know, like the game itself is just so it's it's so good that I don't care.